guys welcome back to the second episode of questions with Caden I am really excited for today's episode but before I get in I do want to say thank you guys so so much for last week and how much you guys supported how you guys watched I really hope that it encouraged you I got a couple messages I got one message in particular that made the entire podcast worth it and somebody said I just stumbled across this podcast and I needed this today this changes everything for me and I just need you guys to know that that's it. that is the goal of this podcast. The goal of this podcast is that if one person could be impacted by the question that we answer in every podcast, if one person could see the love of Jesus, could experience the power of a relationship with Jesus, if one person can do that, we're good. We're sold, I'm happy, and I'm living in my purpose. But I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you don't know what you just clicked on, you just clicked on a podcast that is going to answer some faith questions in a way that will finally make sense for you. And I'm really, really excited because today's episode, I'm sure you already saw the title. The question is, why do bad things happen to good people? And I think that this is a question that I have heard, and maybe the number one question that I have heard when I talk to people about Jesus, about how much Jesus loves them, how much our God cares for them. I think this is the number one question, the response I hear back, oh yeah, if he loves us so much, why does bad things happen to us? If he loves us so much, why does the single mom hurt? What is the good person fall ill with cancer. If, if God loves us, why do bad things happen to us? And before I jump in today, oh, just bang the table in my ring, staying icy. Before I jump in today, I want to make sure that um, if you didn't watch last week's episode, I think it's really important because last week's question was, is God mad at me? And I think that that question and this question correlate in a way that help us understand that number one, First, God is not mad at us. And number two, why do bad things happen to us? You have to first understand that God is not mad at us. And so if you didn't do that, you can watch that uh, episode on the YouTube channel. It is the episode number one. I think it's really important. And it kind of helps lay a foundation for today's episode, helping us have the perspective already. Okay, well, if he's not mad at us, then why do bad things happen to good people? I want to kind of lay out a verse for us, a foundational scripture, a place that we can aim our eyes at, kind of have a vision for today's podcast. It comes out of Psalms 34, 8, and it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. And my hope and my prayer is that after the end of this podcast episode, that we would taste and we would finally see the goodness of our Jesus. We would finally see the joy of in finding refuge in him, even in the hard times. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for today. Thank you for episode dos. Caden's learning Spanish. I just pray that um, today, God, that you would speak, that it would be a way for a bridge to be built today so that someone could find you, someone could understand why they're walking through the things they are, why the people they love have walked through the things they have, Father, and that they would meet you and they would meet your love today. Jesus, I pray that you would speak and that we would learn. In your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. I got more water. I don't know why, but I get kind of dry mouthed in these episodes. Maybe I'm dehydrated. 
anyway, when I was younger, I, uh, my family and I, we really liked to go dirt bike riding. We had some friends that it was their passion. And so naturally we kind of like adopted that passion. And every single year, my family, we would get our dirt bikes and our quads and all the safety gear and we would load it up in our camper and we would, our whole, our whole friends and family would caravan for two, three hours down to the desert. And we would, um, camp in a dry lake bed and go dirt bike riding for like five days straight. And it was really cool because the place that we camped in, the dry lake bed, obviously dry lake, it used to be a lake. So the bottom was very relatively flat. And it was the perfect place for a young kid to go experience um, relatively safe dirt bike riding. I think I was like 12 or 13 at this time. And I rode a Honda, I think it's called a 5050. Could be wrong. It was a little dirt bike, not very fast, but it was good enough for, for what I was doing. But one day I was like, hey dad, would it be cool if I took out uh, my sister's quad? My sister rode a quad and I rode a dirt bike. Kind of wanted to experience what that was like. So I asked my dad and he looked at me, nodded. He tossed me the keys. He's like, just make sure when you ride that you're careful not to go too fast in this area because there's a lot of sand moguls. And if you hit one of those, it's going to be all bad. I was like, yeah, 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 for sure. No problem. Maybe seven minutes later, maximum, I pulled up next to our other friend on the quad. I was like, hey, you trying to race? She looked back at me. She's like, yeah, of course. Let's get it. And I was remember sitting there at the, the starting line, revving my engine, getting ready to go, thinking that I'm, I'm racing in the, in the motocross X Games, ready to go. And she cries out next to me, one, two, three go and I just hammer this thing I take off I was going so fast I I was probably not going that fast it was a little kid quad but let's be honest I was flying I remember taking the first turn after the first turn I looked back to see where my competitor was I saw that she was way back there I was beating the socks off her beating the brakes off her and then boom that's the last thing I remember I remember looking up I tumbled the axle of the quad snapped. I landed on my back. I looked up, and as I looked up, the quad slammed down on top of me. Oh, I was in so much pain. I remember, oh, still right now, I got PTSD. I remember how bad it hurt. I was sitting there crying out for my dad. I'm like, Dad, oh, God, it hurts so bad. Luckily, I wasn't beating my friend that bad. She was able to drive, get my dad, and my dad came. He pulled the quad off of me. He picked me up. He drove me all the way back to camp on the back of his quad, Started to wipe me down. Luckily, he's a firefighter, so he's used to these things. You ever had so much blood on you that you're not even sure where it came from? That was me. I had blood everywhere. I'm like, we're not even sure where the cuts are at this point. We just got to clean it to see. Cleaning me off. Thank Jesus I didn't break anything. I was safe. My dad cleaned me up. I was just beat up, bruised, slightly concussed. And my dad put me down on the bed, and he was like, hey, just you need to rest here tonight. And I remember he was leaving the camper and he stopped and he looked back at me and he said, remember me warning you about the moguls? And then he left. And the thing is, is as 12-year-old Caden, should I have been mad at my dad that I hit the mogul? Should I be mad at my dad that I flipped the quad? Should I be mad at my dad that he gave me the keys, that he gave me the option to choose, that he gave me some freedom to know that I am able to go and have some fun and experience life? Should I be mad? Should I blame him because something bad happened to me? 
No. But the reality is this is exactly what we do in our relationship with God, or maybe you don't have a relationship with God because of this exact thing. Things went wrong in your life. God gave you the keys, you flipped the quad, and you're blaming him. And the reality is when we try and relate to God, sometimes it's hard for us because we say, God, why? Why would you let this happen to me? Why would you? I was just trying to. I thought you loved me. And I want to jump into answering this question, and I, want, I wish I could give a straight answer, but the reality is this is a complex question because we serve a complex God who loves us in a complex way. And before we can answer this question, we have to, we have to kind of understand and then identify our definition of good. The question is, why do bad things happen to good people, but what is good? I know a lot of us right now listening would consider ourselves good people. I would consider myself a good person. But the things that we consider good in our lives, the things that we see as the definition of good are things like comfort, things that are easy, a new car, a new house, financial freedom, a scholarship, maybe seeing someone we love healed. But the reality is God is, like I said, he's a complex God and he doesn't see good the way that we see good. He sees good a different way. And when we have to, when we have to uh, uh, approach God and learn how he sees good, we have to rewire how we think about good. So how does God think about good? Things that are good to God are things that are, are not always, that don't always feel good, but are good. When I think about that, I think a lot about Good Friday when Jesus died on the cross, it's so it's always been weird to me when I was a kid that it was called Good Friday because I was like, this doesn't seem very good. And I'm not kidding you, it wasn't until this year that I had a little revelation and I was like, wait, it's not called good because of what happened. It's called good because we can look back and see what came of it. See, because what's always what's good for us doesn't always feel good. See, what's good to God is what is aligned with his heart and his will, not ours. What's good to God is, is, is what affects his will and how our lives affect other people, not our wallets. This, uh, this kind of leads me into this verse that I think is really important for us. Romans 8.28 helps us understand and lets us know. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I want to read it again one more time. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Cade, you're trying to tell me things work out for the good, but I've been seeing some things that are really bad. You're trying to tell me things work out for the good, but I've seen some really bad things happen to some really good people. The reality is, is God is working and God is moving and sometimes we can't understand it because we can't see it because God has a different vantage point. He's got a different perspective on our lives because God doesn't want to control us. He wants to commune with us. And this leads me into my point number one. And, and again, in this podcast, I'm going to give us three points. I may not always, but today I'm going to give us three points to help us understand why bad things happen to good people if Jesus loves us. And the number one point today is free will. Free will. We serve a God who has given us free will, who has given us the choice to either love him or not to love him, to eat an In-N-Out or eat a salad. God has given us free will because he loves us. I think it's important that we know that God did not create suffering. He did not create evil. He created an opportunity for us to choose. 
Genesis 1.31 tells us that then God looked over all he made and he saw that it was very good. I always think it's interesting that the Bible like makes it clear to say very good. Obviously, good was not enough. What God saw was very good. And the Bible says that God created and what he saw was very good because he wanted us to be able to love him and to love other people. And so when he looked at his good creation, he also said, I'm going to give these, this good creation the opportunity to choose because it's not real love if you can't choose. I remember one time I, there was this, uh, my sister had like this friend. And I didn't mean, I didn't like mean to share this story. This just kind of popped in my head. My sister had this friend who like thought that, that I loved her. Like I was young. I was, I'm the little brother. And so she'd be like, oh, little, this is my little Caden. He loves me. I don't, I didn't. That's not love because I never had the choice. But God decided that he's going to give us the choice. He said when he sent, when he built, uh, built, yeah, created Adam and Eve, he didn't just create robots. He didn't just build robots that were just slaves and servants of him. He created people that had the choice to be loved and to love him freely. So when Adam and Eve, they are told by God, hey, you can do whatever you want, but just don't eat from this tree. The fact that they ate from the tree was not that they ate magical fruit, but that their actions had a consequence, that they made a choice to live outside the will of God. The tree was not magical, but their choice was powerful. And now we have to understand that because of free will, we have we have consequences for our actions if you want to get a little nerdy with it newton's third law tells us for every action there is an equal and an opposite reaction because of free will there are consequences for actions and i'm not trying to look in the camera right now i'm not trying to have a podcast and tell you that the reason things are going bad in your life the reason that bad things are happening to you good person is because you made a bunch of decisions that have bad consequences i'm also not telling you that that's not the case because we know we've all made decisions and had to reap the consequence that wasn't always good but i am telling you that maybe just maybe the thing that you're walking in the thing that you think is the bad thing happening to the good person was not because of god but was because a decision that someone else made god why would you let me get in the car accident you know i can't afford this it wasn't god it wasn't god's fault that the other guy driving the car had a drink before he got in the vehicle god how could you let my relationship fall apart it wasn't god's fault she cheated on you she was just unfaithful and a little wild see we start to blame god for things that he said listen i gave y'all free will I give you guys the choice to choose whether or not you're going to live in my will or outside of my will. And unfortunately, when we live outside the will of God, when we choose to, to exercise our free will negatively, there are negative consequences. And that's either consequences from your own actions or others. And that leads me into question or point number two. It's important for us to know that we have free will, but our free will has been corrupted by a sinful world. See, when God gave us the power to choose, to choose to love him or not love him, to choose to run to him or run from him, to be the light or be the darkness, we chose the latter every single time. 
When Adam and Eve disobeyed God, they walked away from his will, which means they pulled humanity away from the will of God. And we know nothing outside of the will of God can survive. Nothing outside of the will of God is good because it's considered sin. Where we miss the mark, when it's outside of the will of God, that is considered sin. Yet God did not leave us in our sin. He did not abandon us. I always like to think about it this way. You know what would have been easier? I'm going to get close to the camera for this one. You know what would have been easier? For God to start over. Mm-hmm. It would have been way easier when Adam and Eve walked away, when Adam and Eve brought sin into the world, for God to go, uh-uh, I ain't doing this. This is about to get wild. I'm about to have to kill my own son. I ain't doing this. And this man could have just walked away, made a new world, And it would have been a lot easier. But God chose because he saw you even before you were born. He knew you even before you were formed. He loved you and he had a plan for your life. He said, I'm not going to abandon these people. I'm not just going to leave them in the sinful, broken world. But I'm going to come. I'm going to swoop in and I'm going to save them. Because God is not a dictator. He is a deliverer. Don't make me say it again. That was a bar. God is not a dictator. He is a deliverer. And if we want God, you have to do everything for us. You have to make everything perfect. You got to make everything right. God, you have to blank, 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 blank. You want God to be a dictator and you forget that he's a deliverer. Because of free will, the consequences of our actions left us in sin. But we have a God who said, no, it's not where this ends. And he came down and he saved us because he's not giving up on you. Because although a bad thing happened to a good person, he's not giving up on you. Although a bad thing happened to a good, wait, what does that sound like? Sounds like Jesus. Sounds like Jesus took on some bad things so that a good person, you, could live in his will. In other words, God took on the sin of the world. He took on all the consequences of your actions and other people's actions and other people's actions towards you. He took them all on. And he said, let me become sin, the one who knew no sin, so that I could know you. Romans 5.15 says, but there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus. In other words, Adam started it and Jesus finished it. This leads me into my third and final point. God's not looking for good. He's looking for righteous. God didn't come so you could be good. He came so you could be righteous. It's important that we know that when God died for us, he wasn't dying so that we would tip people at Chick-fil-A. He wasn't dying so that we would stop cussing a little or that we would lie less or that we would think, stop thinking the things we're thinking. He died so he could know you. He died so he can make you righteous right in his sight so that he can know you. But why did he want to know you if he's going to still let bad things happen to good people? Let me tell you. Because God knew 
that our actions, our free will, led to consequences that pulled us away from him, that led us into a world that is full of brokenness and sinfulness. And so God said, I'm not going to leave him alone in that. So he sent his son to die for us so that he could know us, so he can live with us, and that he could be in our circumstances with us. He's a deliverer, not a dictator. He doesn't stop situations. He intervenes in these situations. He made a way for us to not have to suffer alone, but have access to a peace beyond understanding, to a joy unlimited by circumstance, and to a love uninterrupted by pain. This morning I was reading, let me get off your grill. This morning I was reading uh, Matthew Matthew 8 and... Um, I wasn't I wasn't reading to prepare for this podcast, but this kind of just jumped out at me. And in Matthew eight, Jesus he gets in a boat with his disciples to head to the other side of the the lake. And the Bible tells us that a massive storm starts to engulf their boat. It says that the waves start breaking over the sides, and the disciples start freaking out. Now, there's a few things you got to know about the disciples. Like half of these guys were fishermen. So you know the storm's got to be real bad if these dudes are freaking out. And I love the verse. It stopped me this morning, dead in my tracks. It says, but Jesus slept. In the midst of people being afraid, broken, in the midst of his disciples saying, Lord, where is he? Wake him up. We're freaking, we're going to die. We're freaking out. He's letting bad things happen to a bunch of good people in this boat. Jesus was sleeping. I don't know if you've ever tried to sleep when you're scared or nervous or anxious, but it is impossible. So what does it tell us? It tells us that Jesus was not afraid. He was not worried. He was not anxious. So the Bible tells us that the disciples, they run to Jesus who's asleep and they wake him up. You, don't, you want to be the guy that had to wake up Jesus? Come on, not me. Peter could do that. That's a different job. I ain't doing that one. He wakes up Jesus, and they're like, yo, we're, we're going to die. What are you doing? And, God, and Jesus, this is my favorite part, he just looks at him, and he goes, y'all have such little faith. And then it tells, the, the Bible says that Jesus calmed the storm. And then the chapter ends. And I like to think that Jesus calmed the storm and he went back to sleep. And the reality is that you might be in a boat right now that feels like it's about to be sunk by the storm. But it's important for you to know that Jesus is not worried. He's not threatened by what you're worried of, what you're threatened by. But that when Jesus seems silent, he's not silent, he's with you. He's just sleeping because he's not concerned because he knows that at any moment he could stop the wind and the waves. He could stop what you think is going to kill you. So, Cade, why doesn't he? Because maybe your faith is little. Maybe he's got something to teach you in this moment. I know right now, if y'all have followed my story in my life, I would say almost three months ago, I thought that I was in a boat. I was about to get pulled in this, into the sea. I thought I was about to die. I thought it was over for me. I walked through a storm. But I had a lot to learn, and I saw that God is good, and he comes through, and that 
bad things don't happen to good people for no reason. But God turns everything for good and he uses it to teach you something and to prepare you for your future. So I don't know if right now you're saying, hey, bad things are happening to me or bad things are happening to people I love and I can't serve a God who would let that happen. You just need to know that God is working in it. God is moving in it. This is not the end of your story. It's not the end of their story. God has more for your life. And if you would lean in to this moment, there might be something you can learn. This podcast was born and cultivated and released out of the pain of a season. Pain that produced purpose. And I look back now and I'm like, man, I'm so grateful for all God has done in my life through storms, through things that I would consider bad, but I can look back on now and see that they're good because he's good. So why do bad things happen to good people? Because we're living life. Because we got free will. Because sometimes it's a setup and God's going to use it and and he's going to take it and it's not going to abuse you, but it's going to be something that God's going to use to use you, to grow you, and to teach you, and take it from me, your worst season, you're going to look back and know it's your best. That's all I got for you guys today. I think that this question is so, so uberly important for us to understand and to be able to not be afraid of. I think it's one of those questions that when we share our faith, we always get back the answer, and a lot of times we want to try and be super academic with it. But the reality is is that we serve a powerful God who works in many, many ways. And the Bible says we serve a God who works in mysterious ways. And in a lot of of times and a lot of occasions, we may not understand why or what God is doing. But the Bible also tells us in Romans 8, 28, for he's working all things for good. Of those who love God and are called according to his purpose, and that's you. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Before I close, I want to tell y'all I'm blessed and grateful that you guys would click on this podcast, would spend time to learn with me, to learn from me. And I hope that today's podcast encouraged you. If it did, or if you thought about somebody that you thought would love this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Send them the link. Let them know that this podcast helped me. It encouraged me. and I think it could do so for you as well. Also, it's kind of exciting, but this week from episode one to episode two, the in-between space, I was working on getting this podcast actually on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google, Stitch, all those. And so this podcast will be available on those platforms as well very, very soon, hopefully by episode four at the latest. Um, so guys, I just, I just want to say I love you all so much. I'm praying for you guys. God loves you so much. I love you so much. And I'll see you in the next one. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.